Welcome to the Essential Oils and Herbal Apothecary. In each episode, we will highlight an essential oil or herb that may be used to optimize your health. Flip on your diffuser and bask in the beauty of aromatherapy and naturopathy. Hello everybody, this is Gregory. Welcome back to another concurrent episode of the Female Holistic Health Apothecary and the Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. I've had a lingering crud for about a week now and it's driving me crazy. Just this cough. Either way, today we're going to talk about how stupid we are in regards to allopathic care. The average doctor visit is about nine minutes and there's a lot of factors at play that have contributed to a suboptimal sick care system that we live in today. And I think it's it's best encapsulated in the big food gets us sick with high sugar, low nutrient dense food. We if you look at the middle aisles of the grocery store, it's all flour-based processed foods that are high in calorie, low in nutrition, not to mention inflammatory with gluten. Look at our produce is shot up or is loaded with pesticides. You look at our dairy and our milk and our meat are shot up with growth hormones and antibiotics. Everywhere we look, it's crap food. Plus, they use food porn and fast food commercials and restaurant commercials to get us to go over there. Plus, they put MSG and other additives in the food to make it addictive. Plus, they they use the food scientists to find the bliss point in food, that perfect ratio of fat, sweet, and salty. So you have decades of this crap food, and we wonder why we get obese, why we get the metabolic syndrome like hypertension and high cholesterol and diabetes type 2. And then... We get obese, we get sick, so then, of course, we go to the doctor when we start manifesting symptoms. And since we go to an allopathic doctor, typically an allopathic doctor, a regular doctor, and an allopathic as opposed to the other term, which is a naturopathic doctor. So you go to the allopathic, the typical doctor, and it might take you, what, I don't know, three months to get in. We have that episode, how I went to the doctor for the first time in five years. It took me three months to get a, an appointment. It took me three months to get an appointment and to actually have my first physical with blood work results. And so then we go to the doctor or an urgent care because that place, you know, they definitely picked up. And it's the same thing. The average doctor visits about nine minutes. So it's what symptom do you have and what pill am I going to give you that's either going to ostensibly cure you of your problem or just mask the symptom? And it seems like both parties are good with this kind of Faustian pact. The doctors, no doubt, are fine with it because the the shorter the doctor visits, the more people they can see. And look, they're not getting reimbursed by insurance and government as much as they used to. So they have a, a profit motive and a financial interest to keep those visits short. And look, I used to work at an urgent care clinic in my youth for years, and I could tell you behind the scenes the doctors don't care about you this isn't the 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 doctors from the 1950s who come to your house and knew your family and knew everything about you and even gave birth to you on your bed and all that these doctors just look at your chart before you walk in knock knock hey what's up they feign interest they listen little just enough to know what drug to give you 
They write you the drug. You're happy because you feel like you're getting something out of the visit. See, lots of times, like if you go in with a virus, and a doctor actually has ethics and says, you know what, you probably have a viral thing like a cold or the flu or the COVID, and uh, there's nothing that we can do. There's no way to treat a virus. A lot of people get upset. Like, I waited all this time, and you're not going to give me an antibiotic? Well, antibiotics are only effective for bacterial infections, and it doesn't seem like it's indicated here. Shut up. Give me what I need. And that's how it is. So the doctor's happy, and then the patient's happy because the patient's stupid. And the patient also has largely been indoctrinated, that's not the best word, by big pharma medical commercials for the last 20 years. You know, they used to be illegal. You couldn't have pharmaceutical companies having commercials, just like how you don't see uh, commercials for hard liquor, or we, you didn't, we, didn't, we don't see commercials for cigarettes anymore. They were banned. Uh, hard liquor used to be banned, I should say. No, it's not, definitely not banned. But it, it used to be that way. But about 20, 25 years ago, it's not. So now you'll see the commercial say, talk to your doctor about blah, blah, blah. That implants into your head, oh, I might have some reflux. I'm going to talk to my doctor about Nexium before it was over the counter. It puts the idea in your head. So when you go in, hey, I'm a little depressed. Uh, I, I saw this commercial for uh, Cymbalta. Yeah, okay, Cymbalta, here you go. Come back in six months. So then... Big food gets us sick. Then we go to big doctor, big pharma. They don't care about you. Then they put you on a drug that might be somewhat effective, but no doubt has adverse effects, as you can see demonstrated in the drug commercials when they roll them off really fast. And I think the most insidious ones are going to be the psychiatric ones because the psychiatric ones have serious, serious Side effects including, oh, I don't know, weight gain, sexual dysfunction, suicidal ideation. But people don't care. And, and look, the, with, with the depression drugs and the and the anxiety drugs like Xanax and Ativan, like they, they don't even go to the, the doctors who are specialized in pharmacology, which are psychiatrists. They go to their family doctor, OBGYN, who don't know very, who know very little about these things. So by the way, so you're overweight. They put you on a, a, a cholesterol drug. And now you're on this for 30 years. Because I think in some ways the drugs give you carte blanche to just keep doing crap things like drinking beer and eating too much fast food. So there's no reason to effectively change your behavior in any way, shape, or form because you're like, I'm just popping in this pill. Now you're dealing with side effects. Many times you'll start taking new drugs for the side effects of the first drug. But we're all happy. I mean, how many Americans do you know over the age of 50 who are not on any prescription drugs? And conversely, I mean, how many, how many millennials, especially with girls under 30, are on some sort of psychiatric drug? And nobody really questions psychology in general. And psychiatry, for sure. Mental health is the one branch, quote, of medicine that doesn't have a, an objectively diagnostic test. Say, if, if you think you're diabetic, they'll check your blood, they'll check your urine. You, know, you can do x-rays if you, you feel like you might have pneumonia. With mental health, it's all whatever the therapist thinks in the DSM book. 
But nobody really questions this. And there's some excellent documentaries on the history of psychiatry that I would recommend you watch on YouTube. But the whole industry is is suspicious. It's all, of course, bought off by Big Pharma. And that's not to say that people aren't helped at all by, by either talk therapy, because talk therapy is very cathartic, or that's not to say that serious psychiatric issues are not managed by drugs. So if you have a serious schizophrenic, it's probably best that they are on some sort of medications. But it's not curing them. It's just managing them. So then you're on these drugs for 30 years and they're doing damage to your body. Yes, they, they might be lowering your blood pressure or lowering your cholesterol, but <laughs> at what expense to your body? And again, like I mentioned, you're not fixing your body. You're not fixing anything. You're not radically changing anything. We've talked about in that episode on diabetes how you can change type 2 diabetes within six months. If you radically change your diet, radically change your exercise and all these things, but people don't want to hear that. People don't want to give up breads, let's say, and beer. Until later on, you get it, you get you're still overweight, you're still sick, you're on all these drugs, you wonder why you can't do basic stuff. Your sleep is shot, you got knee problems, you got liver problems, you got kidney problems, blah, 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 blah. And then you get really, really sick and then big hospital comes in, rolls in, and then charges you, you know, $500 for every Tylenol they give you in a surgery. Because you know, surgeons never find a problem in which surgery won't cure it. Oh, I got a, I got a, a herniated disc, you know, I don't know, just take some... Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and uh, you know rest manage it and you'll be it, it'll be fine. No, the surgeon will say let's go cut it out, right? Of course, you know the the need the, the orthopedic. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about losing your weight. You know, that might help your your knee, your, your your all your cartilage getting ripped out of your knee because of chronic obesity. But no, let's just cut it out. And look, sometimes the knee replacements are better. But they're they're like predators to make money off of your lifelong mistakes. And then later, when you get close to death, then they really come in and charge an arm and a leg to put you in a hospice, which many times when you're put in a hospice, you die because of dehydration. They just don't give you IV fluids or food. So, in, you know, in closing, the best, the best thing to do is stay out of the matrix. That's the best thing for you to do is don't get entangled in this horrible imbroglio that you see most Americans are in. It's to eat well, to exercise, to keep your weight down. And anytime you do end up having slightly high blood pressure, which isn't necessarily bad, not nearly as bad as they make you think it is. But again, I'm not a doctor, nor am I dispensing medical advice on the show. Regular blood pressure was, was considered higher 20 years ago than it is now. You could see why they changed the number. It could be maybe they want more people on pharmaceutical drugs. But ultimately, it's to, to stay off the grid completely and, and not be taking any prescription drugs. And when you do develop high cholesterol, hypertension, whatever, low weight gain, fix it naturopathically. Change your diet. Clean up your diet. Work on your microbiome. Work on your sleep. Get more exercise. Get more sunlight if it's the psychiatric problems. Look at your vitamin D levels, for example. I mean, these are all things you want to do um, acupuncture, chiropractic, you know, all these things. Try these first. Before you go down the road of big pharma, because once you're in big pharma, it you you can become a slave to the master. 
And you don't want to be like people in your family who are on eight, nine prescription drugs, but they're still sick, right? It's just like the devil's serum. The masks and the vac, and people are still getting it because it was a scam the entire time. It's the same thing here. You see all these people, not to say COVID doesn't exist, but the treatments from the government <clears throat> are not effective. The, the devil's serum was rushed and it's experimental. No one can deny that. And people are still getting sick. Not to mention the side effects. And the, you know, I think the Epoch Times is the only place that's covering this, but how there's been this spike of deaths between 18 to 49 year olds in the last two years, and the government won't address this. How there hasn't been an increase in deaths among 18 year olds, despite all the fear mongering about how all the youth need to get the, the devil serum. And of course, there has been a spike in the old people, but 18 to 49, there's been a large spike in strange deaths. And government doesn't want to cover possibly people dying from the devil serum. But either way, the point is biohack your health fast, do whatever it takes to stay off the grid to stay take, not taking these drugs. And then when you do have problems, work on it naturopathically and do it naturally. Stay away from the big pharma drugs unless you absolutely have to. I'm not saying there isn't a place for big pharmaceutical drugs, certainly in acute situations, life or death situations. But as a whole, this whole sick care industry model that we have of the nine-minute visit, where essentially they're never asking, how do we cure you of your problem? It's just, let's give you something for the symptom. Benefits the pharmaceutical industry benefits the doctors, but it you know what? It doesn't benefit you, which is not shocking because ultimately these people don't care about us. We're just used. We're used, used, used on every level. Advertisers manipulate us into buying their products and the sick care industry is no different. Nobody cares about your health but you. You have to safeguard your own health and the health of your family. You know that, that there's a lot of crap in our diet a lot of hormone disruptors as well that all these early episodes were about. And so really the, the onus falls on you to do something about it and to get it out of your life. And only you can be responsible. So later on when I get a disease or you get a disease, we can't be mad at God or mad at the world or mad at our doctor. Ultimately, it's our fault because we're ultimately accountable for the alcohol that we drink, the food that we eat, and the decisions that we made to go see the nine-minute doctor and pop a pill mentality. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an Oscar review. It'll only take you five seconds. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal to make a donation. One's for naturopathic growth where all my episodes are at. And lastly, subscribe and follow to all three feeds. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com for innumerable essential oil recipes, our Facebook page at Holistic Health News, and our Twitter and Instagram feeds at Holistic News Now. Spread the word about the benefits of aromatherapy, herbalism, and naturopathy. And remember our motto at Naturopathic Earth, let food be thine medicine, let nature be thy healer. Until next time.